day, boys and girls. This is story time with Nana Anna. Good day, children, and welcome to Storytime with Nana Anna. Today's story is The Adventures of Cooper the Field Mouse. It's a story written by Joan Doucette. This story is about Cooper, a curious little field mouse who loves adventure and seeing new things. And when he decides to climb on board the family motorhome to explore Canada, he meets a golden retriever named Draco. Together, the two not only find adventure, but uncover a wonderful new friendship. So sit back, relax, close your eyes, open your ears, and listen as we travel together through the magical ride into the wonderful world of words and your imagination. Good day, children. This is Nana Anna, and I am most pleased to be reading The Adventures of Koopa the Field Mouse by our good friend, author, Joan Doucette. And so, children, when we last left off on this little adventure with Cooper, the field mouse, and the journey he took with the family camper, he met the family's golden retriever named Draco. Together, they quickly formed a bond and a friendship, making their way from Prince Edward Island across the great, great country of Canada. And they had just recently come into Manitoba, where they got to know the meaning of the word prairies. Fasten your seatbelts, little munchkin, as we take today's journey. time the next day, they had crossed into Manitoba. The large lakes and towering rocks of Ontario were far, far left behind, and the landscape flattened out like a pancake. Large wheat fields and canola painted the scenery in the wonderful, brilliant shades of yellow. Tall grain tanks stood in clusters like tin soldiers. Cooper could see something shining like a mirror on the horizon. They drove and drove and drove towards it, but it was still far away. So they drove and drove and drove and drove until they finally reached a big barn with a steel roof shining in the sun. He was going to text his family tonight and tell them all about this place that was so flat that if you started to walk away today... They could still see you tomorrow. Later that afternoon, they stopped so that Draco and his family could go for their walk. 
When they were gone, Cooper scampered outside to stretch his legs and smell the wonderful air. He jumped off the step and promptly fell into a hole. Climbing out, he dusted himself off and looked around. There were holes all over the field. And suddenly a head popped out of the hole nearby. That little creature was smaller than a little dog, but, but bigger than Cooper. And when it stood tall, it looked like a popsicle with a head. What were you doing in my tunnel? He grumbled. I'm sorry, I fell by accident, replied Cooper politely. Well, next time, look where you're going, spat the grumpy creature as he started to disappear into the hole. Wait, exclaimed Cooper, what are you? And the popsicle, with the head, popped back out and growled. I'm a prairie dog, I'm busy now, scram. But my friend Draco is a dog, and you don't look or smell anything like him, puzzled Cooper. I'm not a canine, I'm a rodent like you. My family and I have been busy making tunnels under the ground all summer, answered the impatient rodent. Well, hey, that's great. My family and I take tunnels under the snow in the winter, smelt Cooper, suddenly missing everyone back home. <laughs> Mice, the prairie dog shook his head and at once was gone. Excited about meeting a prairie dog, Cooper climbed back inside to text his family. As soon as the lights went out that evening, he went to visit Draco and tell him all about the funny little creature who called himself a dog. Chapter 5 It was early the next morning when they crossed into the second prairie province, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan, and they had been traveling west for weeks, but shortly after crossing into this province, they turned north. At first, the landscape in Saskatchewan looked the same as it did in Manitoba. The fields were large, and they seemed to disappear into the horizon. The farmhouses were far, far apart, and there were clusters of grain tanks standing together, waiting to be filled with the full harvest. And as they got farther north, the scenery began to change. Well, from behind the curtain, Cooper could see more trees, and the fields were smaller and beginning to slope. Suddenly, the motorhome stopped. The side the road was a pond, and standing in the middle with water almost to its belly stood the biggest animal Cooper had ever seen. It's a moose! exclaimed one of the humans. The little mouse watched as the moose lowered his huge head onto the water and Cooper held his breath. What was that creature doing? Mice didn't like water. He couldn't imagine anyone would put their head under water like that. And suddenly the massive head came back up with something green and slimy hanging from its mouth. Oh, he's eating what grows on the bottom of the pond, thought Cooper. Yuck! I, I think I'll stick to eating cheese and scrambled eggs. With water still dripping off his head, the moose turned and with a long, graceful stride stepped out of the water and disappeared into the woods like a ghost. Cooper's whole body shook with excitement. There were big animals like cows and horses on his small island, but no wild animals as big as that. He didn't know it, but he was in for more excitement. 
They were heading for Prince Albert National Park. And a few hours later, they arrived. Cooper was still thrilled to see a black mama bear send her three cubs scaring up a tree to safety as they drove past. And just before reaching their campsite, they slowly rolled past a large elk eating grass on the side of the road. His fur was soft and brown like chocolate, and Cooper was so close he could see the fuzz on the massive antlers. Later that evening, still too excited to sleep, Cooper appeared outside. Draco and his family were sitting on a cliff overlooking a lake. Feeling brave, he crept from the motor home, moving with the quiet speed of a small ninja. Cooper made his way to the big dog and snuggled between his front paws. Draco put his head down, covering most of the little mouse with a long, velvety ear. It was very exciting to be sitting with Draco and his family. The humans, they didn't even know he was there. And the two friends spent the evening in quiet comfort as they listened to the haunting sound of the loons and watched the sun slowly sink in the sky until it touched and kissed the lake. When everyone stood to go back inside, Cooper hid behind Draco's leg, and together they walked to the motorhome to get settled for the night. Once in his nest, the contented little mouse pulled his tail over his nose and fell soundly asleep. Chapter 6 They rolled into Alberta two days later. This was the third and last prairie province. In the southern part, the land was flat with the Rocky Mountains on the horizon. Sometimes they drove past fields with what looked like huge steel birds pecking the ground, up and down, up and down. The humans called these bird-like creatures oil well pumps. As the travelers got further north, forests of huge coniferous trees towered straight up as if they could touch the sky. These trees stood green and magnificent, but as they drove, they came across the remains of a forest fire. The trees stood like skeletons waiting for new trees to grow around them, and only then could they offer a home to animals and birds who counted on them for food and for shelter. It made Cooper sad to see these giant trees standing with their trunks and their branches blackened by the fire. One day they stopped at a day park. Cooper peeked outside and saw Draco leave for his daily walk with his humans. Scampering outside, Cooper stretched and Suddenly, his whiskers twitched. He could smell food. Following his nose, he headed for the picnic table in front of the motorhome. And under the table, he could see a piece of bread and a part of a cookie. His tummy grumbled. Moving on quick legs, he dashed forward. And suddenly, he felt a flutter of wings above his head. And a gray bird landed by the table, smack dab right in front of him. 
and with a quick pecking motion, it picked up Koopa's lunch. Hey, cried Koopa as he screeched to a stop. That, that's mine. And the gray bird tilted his head back and with two quick gulps, Cooper watched his lunch disappear. Large black eyes turned to look at the angry mouse. Sorry, Squirt, but around here you have to be quick. I am quick, Cooper defended himself. Well, in these parts, speed is everything if you want to eat. Where are you from anyway? asked the bird. Well, I'm from Prince Edward Island. And what kind of bird are you? wondered Cooper. Well, little fella, I'm a gray jay, but folks around here just call me Whiskey Jack, answered the jay as he strutted back and forth. Why, I have never seen a bird like you before, questioned Cooper, starting to enjoy talking with this bold bird. Well, I have relatives in every province of Canada, but we like lots of evergreen forest. We don't have large families in Prince Edward Island. Like Prince Edward Island, there's just too much farmland there. Well, just then a car drove in and headed towards a table at the other end of the park. Nice talking to you, Squirt, but I... I gotta go. Looks like more food just arrived. Oh, and by the way, there's a piece of bread behind the table leg if you want it. And with a flash of gray wings, Whiskey Jack was gone. Bye, whispered Cooper with a sly smile. And dashing to the table leg, he grabbed the bread before someone else came along. And then he headed for his nest to eat his prize and wait for Draco. Just a few minutes later, he heard his friend outside, and being careful not to be seen, he hopped to the ground and scurried over to join him. Uh, the two friends strolled behind the motorhome to find a, a quiet place in the sun, and looking up, they saw two signs. The top one read, You are in bear country. Well, they had seen many of these signs before, but, but the bears had never bothered them, so Cooper wasn't the least bit worried. Under the bear sign was another one that read, Living with Cougars. Whoa, a cougar was a cat, and a, a very big cat. Cooper was afraid of cats. The sign said these cats could weigh 18 to 40 kilograms, but that was as big as Draco. Suddenly, they heard a branch break behind them. And in one jump, Cooper was on the retriever's foot with his arms wrapped around the big dog's leg. He, he trembled like a leaf. This time, he shook from fear, not excitement. Draco looked back and saw one of his humans step out of the woods with a handful of berries. It's okay. It's just one of my humans, he reassured Cooper. Careful not to drop his little friend, Draco walked to the motorhome and lifted the shivering mouse inside. Cooper climbed into his nest on wobbly legs and with trembling paws pulled his little tail over his nose and feeling safe at last, he, he fell asleep. He did not hear the motorhome start and head west. While Cooper dreamed of eating cheese and running from giant cats, they crossed into British Columbia. And now, my little angels, 
it is time for you to close your eyes, let your minds wander off and drift into a nice long rest. And join us again right here on Storytime with Nana Anna when we bring you the conclusion of Koopa, the field mouse, and his adventures as he wanders into British Columbia with his human family and his new best friend, Draco. Have a nice, pleasant rest and a wonderful long sleep. Let your mind wander and journey in your dreams. And we'll see you right here again on Storytime with Nana Anna right here on Island Waves, the voice of Prince Edward Island. been listening to story time with nana anna join us again right here on island waves the voice of prince edward island you've got a friend in me you've got a friend in me when the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed you just remember what your past said Boy, you got a friend in me Yeah, you got a friend in me You got a friend in me You got a friend in me You got trouble And I got them too there isn't anything we wouldn't do for you We stick together, see it through Cause you've got a friend in me you got a friend in me Some other folks might be a little bit smarter than I am Big and stronger too Maybe, but none of them will ever love you the way I do it's me and you, boy And as the years go by A friendship will never die You're gonna see it's our destiny You got a friend in me You got a friend in me You got a friend in me, you got a friend in me.